Hello and welcome to Switch. Thanks for putting your tick in our box. Yes, it's the hap happiest time of the year. And what better way to celebrate a festive general election than by huddling around the dumpster fire to reflect on the fortunes of England's test team. In keeping with the spirit of the season, I'm joined by a couple of charismatic demagogues who have been known to go for each other over the dispatch box. <laughs> Unlike most of our politicians, however, Mark Butcher and George Lebel are entirely deserving of your trust. There'll be no fake views here. How are we doing, gents? Ready to take the stump? Or should I say stumps? This is glorious. It's very good. I think you just carry on. Yeah, yeah. It's better than anything we've got. <laughs> very good. Yeah, not too, not so bad. Not so bad. Good, good. I'm jet lagged. I'm fine. Well, I was going to you were only just back from New Zealand a few days ago. Yeah. On a plane again quite soon, bound for South Africa. Yeah, well, it's lovely. It's, I mean, I'm very lucky to go, aren't I? But it, I think that I say to Butch, the Auckland to Doha route is the longest you can do. In economy, it's 18 hours, 15 minutes. And it, it was quite like being a factory farm chicken, although I didn't have to lay anything as a bonus. <laughs> that, good to hear. Was it w- more enjoyable uh, <laughs> than watching Test Cricket in New Zealand for a, for a fortnight? <laughs> uh, well, it's lovely. <laughs> I think you made the local news. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, yeah, winning friends <laughs> wherever I go. Even made my family angry. Um, it, it was... Um, it was uh, it's lovely to be in New Zealand, and the cricket was at times absorbing. I thought it was a bit slow, to be honest, for this day and age, and I didn't think it was particularly helpful in attracting a new generation to watch the game. Uh, but, I, you know, I've made those points. I mean, I don't think anyone honestly thinks those pitches were good enough, and the combination of the pitch and the ball. Very, very, very slow cricket, but the better side won, and good luck to them. And uh, early days, but how is the uh, the Ashley Giles plan to make Test cricket great again looking? Um, well, I don't. I mean, I think it's it's sincere, and it will take quite a lot of time. Um, I suppose when England started their turnarounds in 2015 in white ball cricket, the turnaround actually was pretty dramatic. Immediate. It? Yeah. It, it really it did seem to be immediate. <laughs> yeah. But I think that what is encouraging is they get what the problems are. So I think during the warm-up games, for example, in New Zealand, they asked for that sort of slow, low, unhelpful surface because that's, they knew that that's what they were going to get and you're not going to hear any excuses from them. Um, they just have to get better at doing it because it's naive to think that India are going to stop using the SG or Australia are going to stop using the Kookaburra. But I do think that the pitches in Australia in particular will, will offer them a bit more because at least there'll be some pace. And South Africa as well. Stuart Broad thinks of South Africa as the best place to bowl. Because at least the the you know there's some pace and carry, and, and there's, there's a kookaburra. And See, kookaburra. I mean, like without sort of getting our disagreements in too early, I still think that the the ball, yes, okay, it's not, it isn't the duke. It doesn't have a massive rope on it. It doesn't seem all over the place. However, that is to sort of to to come up with the theory that you don't get periods of time on flattish good surfaces in England where the duke doesn't do anything either. Absolutely. So it's the, for me, it's always the pitches. I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm yeah. forgetting the I'm forgetting the ball entirely because you know the music the, the in Australia forever, right. and they've had bowlers that were able to get people out on flat surfaces exactly. with it. Exactly. So look, you know, you kind of and, and as I, I think I may have said reasonably vociferously on the last show that the more you you complain about the thing, the less you're addressing the issue, which is that you need someone who can bowl spin really, really well. Mm. Um, and you need your bowlers not to waste it when it's brand spanking new. Absolutely um, right. I agree with all of that, actually. Uh, look, even the Dukes on those wickets would have been no good because the edges didn't carry. 
So it's not good taking the edge of the bat. And and then the duke itself would also, you know, it it gets, it does get beaten up by by surfaces that are much much more abrasive, much harder than the ones that we have in the UK. And so, you know, there is a. It it sounds like something that you could just swap them out, and and all of the problems of the world will be will be sorted. Um, You know, perhaps we could try that at the uh, at the ballot this afternoon. Just just offer them a duke and see see what happens. We we keep the monarchy out of this. Um, But so so you know. um, But I still think that we have to that the England team or the England sort of uh, selection, whatever it is, or the players themselves have got to get have got to be better. Of course they have. When when the ball isn't doing it, it and that's always been the case. It was the Duke's ball in the Caribbean tour, not just this time, but the tour before, Mm. when England couldn't get a lot. That's a, that's a, a, a specially well, they're manufactured they're duke slightly for, for the, yeah. for the yeah. they, are, they are slightly different. But, yeah. but, as I but said, they're different but in Australia can, too. The, the dukes that they use they in Australia is also different. They're, they're slightly tougher, aren't they? They've got a kind of yeah. different sort of leather. But like I said, like but yeah. you cannot, but you, you know, you, there are periods, there have always been periods of time in the, over the course of, um, sort of over the course of my career from the 90s where they changed, changed the boards. You'd have readers, you'd have dukes, you'd have with different size seams, all this kind of stuff. You'd always have times where if the pitch was flat enough, none of them would do anything. <laughs> so, you know, the, the ball itself, is it's just a tool. Yeah. And um, and we have to get better at using them. And, and, and to answer the question properly, I think they get it. They know what the problems are. But it's sort of naive to think that we can fix these things overnight. You can't just whistle and find a spinner. And there are very few fast bowlers who can make a difference. So... Uh, yeah. There are really massive fundamental problems in English cricket. Uh, we've, we've, had, we've been having this conversation the last ten years. The lot, well, the lot, you know. Okay, yeah, so we fooled so ourselves with these helpful pitches in England. No, no we didn't which, fool ourselves because in, we, you know, we won the Ashes in two thousand and five. We got smacked five nil, you know, <laughs> five nil down in down in Australia the very next the very next series. Um, okay, we won in in ten eleven with a with a very very good side, the number one Test team in the world. Um, but ever since then, with the exception of South Africa. We've struggled to play overseas with a duke well, ball. They, I mean, they won in well, the duke. Sorry, yeah, I was going to say uh, with, a, in with, India, a, with a with a ball. Sorry, yeah, they, they did win in India in 2012, yeah. which was an incredible achievement, and it was. And but we had we had two spinners worthy of the name then. The, the, again, in, uh, and again. in Monty and, and Monty, we'll, we'll agree again. <laughs> I think, and, and batsmen who could score vast vast quantities of runs, and, and Cook and Peterson. And so you need a stronger county game. Well, all this, all this agreement, um, on a cordial start, uh, which you're, you're heading to South Africa as well. Uh, yeah. Have you two got Christmas Day plans? We have. I think we do. <laughs> We're spending Christmas Day together in Joburg. It's going to be so lovely. Pack the mistletoe. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well, I've got my, I mean, you know, fair enough. <laughs> Fine. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Red, wine Red wine is tremendous. Red wine is tremendous. Well, no, whatever. There, yeah? <laughs> okay. Right, Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's let's move on and and look at. You never who... thought we'd have an argument about kissing. Before, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's, fine, it's fine. very warm in here. Um, <laughs> let's look at who England will be sending uh, back to the Southern Hemisphere after a short window at home in which to cram in all the Christmas shopping. Um, there were very few names uh, on Ed Smith's naughty list as three players returned for the South Africa trip in uh, Johnny Bairstow, James Anson and Mark Wood, while only Saqib Mahmood missed out. Um, this was all pretty much as expected, George? I was a bit surprised they took 17, to be honest. Uh, so I thought, uh, uh, so probably Crawley it's a is... crock the, watch, isn't it? I suppose so. Craw- mm. Crawley is maybe the slightly... It's a Christmas hamper selection. One. 
But then they should have taken 16, shouldn't they, to New Zealand? I mean, why on earth would you not take Ben folks? Are they trying to save the extra, <laughs> what would it be, 10 grand? Well, well, yes, amazing. Ask Butch that one. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, maybe they've, they've learned from that a bit and they've got more bases covered. And, of course, there's cover for Mark Wood, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, no big surprises. I honestly didn't know what Moen was going to do and I hadn't asked him. Um, uh, and I'm quite glad in a way that Leach has another opportunity because I think he's done all right for England. Uh, mm. So uh, no, no massive surprises, and that's generally a pretty good thing. And you, you mentioned uh, Moeen, uh, Moeen Ali continues to be uh, unavailable for Test cricket. He's written about this in his newspaper column, saying it felt too soon for a comeback. Uh, he also added that he hopes the break will prolong his Test career. Um, Ed Smith last week, I think, when you spoke to him, admitted that he didn't know if Moeen would be ready to return for Sri Lanka in March. I mean, clearly, England want to. Select him again, um, certainly going by Root's comments at the end of the New Zealand series. But are they right to be sort of hanging on here and, and, um, and waiting? Well, I mean, it, it could prolong his career in the same way that mine was prolonged by sort of nev- not being selected again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still available, not retired. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that could be the case. Uh, I, I think that Joe Root made that comment in the, the, in the, uh, the interviews at the end of the, the test match at Seddon Park that he was quite keen to find out what was going on with Mo so and, and that's no surprise that they you know the, the selection in uh, or the non-selection of Leach in that last test match sort of told you all you need to know really that they weren't partic- they're not obviously particularly happy with with his style of bowling or I don't think he's quite good enough quite up to the mark and that they'd rather have somebody like Mo who would offer more with the bat than him in the side um, the fact that they're now forced to take both players both spin bowlers that they left out in what was basically a free game in a five-man attack is kind of a, a custard pie in the face for, for what they, for the decision that they made, the ridiculous decision that they made in that last test match, I'm afraid. So, um, yeah, Leach gets another chance. And after, well, his numbers aren't that bad, are they? He's 34 wickets at 29 or something in 10 or 11 test matches. You've got to be careful um, not to ruin his confidence. No, I, well, this is preci- I mean, precisely my point. I mean, the, 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 him not playing in that last test, regardless of the gastroenteritis, he might not have got that. If he'd been playing, um, uh, was just was really bad um, for want of a better description. I thought it was, a, it was an epically bad um, non-selection. Just Bowlers. don't do it. Bowlers don't get said. man managed in the way that batsmen. Uh, no. There's no way a batsman would have been left out like that. They would have said it would have destroyed his confidence and stuff. What about yeah. Leach's confidence? I mean, he's he's never letting go down again. It's just it's very <laughs> odd, isn't it? Um, I don't know what to say. No, <laughs> I think Butch has got nits. Just just turn down his advances again. That one. I, 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 for Leach is never letting them down, and while he has limitations, so did Moen, uh, and he can perform the holding role. And, and he's still, you know, ten Test matches in. There's, there's still there's still an enormous amount of room for improvement. You know, there's headroom there, oh, and, and not G- playing him and not allowing him to to try and work it out on a on another on another flat surface. It's just not is is hampering that that progress, that learning curve. Um, like I said, it's just it was just baffling. I'm still even the more I think about it, the worse it gets. Um, particularly given that they're going to be in a position now where he is likely to be their number one choice or their their best option, their only option. Because they didn't even try the other one. I mean, I, crying I think out they loud. might go without a spinner again. Well, a I couple of times. They'd, I think they'd be lunatics to do so. But I've, yeah, I think Root will. Bowl a bit more. I, I, I do think there's a possibility that will happen. South Africa have a couple of times played without spinners. But then, home play, in an, but then play an extra yeah. batsman. Then 
If you've got Ben play, Stokes on your play, side... Don't play five seamers. You should be able to balance the side if you've got all-rounders oh, as you England should. have. But hey, uh, about Moen, I mean, um, I'd love to see Mo come back, but he did originally say, you know, that it was going to be for two tours. Um, uh, I'd be very surprised if he ever went to Australia again. I'd be surprised if he wanted to, but I'd, I, I haven't had that conversation with him. Um, that's a, that's a couple of winters away, obviously. The next it is, but that's tour. that's supposedly what we're building towards. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, which, which all of which goes back to my original point that he might well be okay, and it's and it's absolutely laudable and absolutely fine that people should take care of their sort of their their mental well being and, oh, yeah. and whatever else is going on. Absolutely fine, but you know, you you do in doing so in a professional game, which is pretty cutthroat. You know, it's, this is not you don't go and see HR about you know you, you, you bad form and, and hope that they'd write you a note and then you get back in the side when you're feeling a bit better. Somebody else could come in and take your place and that's the end of it. You know, it's 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 harsh. Um, but that's professional sport. I'm trying to recall what Ed said when he dropped Moen, a uh, couple of, when he started. Uh, and I wish I could recall the comments. Oh, of back stuff. after the, the New Zealand tour um, yeah. in 2018 and then obviously uh, Don Bess. Uh, it was among those who came. Well, Leach would no, come Leach in. played in, in, in New Zealand and then... So, um, I mean, if... if, if Moen was so valuable, maybe they should have treated him. Maybe they should have put a ring on it a bit earlier. <laughs> uh, 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 equally with the central contract, I mean... Romance in the air here. Uh, maybe maybe he... references as well. If, like if he's off a sort of, um, very broadly speaking, mental health issues, maybe he should have um, had a central contract as well. I, I don't know. They're appreciating him more that he's not in the side, but maybe they should... Maybe one or two of them. Should have appreciated him a bit more when he is. Well, he he wrote um, in in the Guardian. Sometimes it can feel like my bad days in Test cricket get amplified or singled out more than other players. While my while my good ones can fly under the radar, uh, I'm not making excuses. But over time, this can get to you a little bit. Yeah, I, don't, I think that's probably. I don't, I don't agree with him actually. I think that uh, you and you've every, followed his his career closely. Uh, yeah, for England as uh, as well. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yes, I think that all players when they're criticised, feel they're in the spotlight mm. a bit unfairly, and they probably are, but that that is the way it goes. And I don't think he's had any more criticism than, say, Gary Balance or Nick Compton. or You know, you could go through many, many England players, uh, and it happens, and I think Dom Sibley might feel the same right now. Mm. So, well, I mean, Joffre got it through, you know... Joffre did get I it. I mean... Uh, through unfair expectations, really, and the fact that England can't catch. So, <laughs> well, his, his, his bowling average on that tour would have been... Cut by sixty six percent, wouldn't it? If they're taking the chance, yeah. yeah there was, was, was obviously Denley, and there was a couple in the slips, Stokesy as well. As well so. yeah. mm. uh, maybe it's only fifty percent, but anyway, he, he, you know, his figures were obviously worsened by England's catching issues. So I think it, it probably feels like that for Moen. I think there's a huge amount of goodwill out there for him, uh, and I hope he's a, a aware of that. And uh, you know, he's had a lot of brilliant days in the sun. Yeah, and never plays again. He's had a great career. With, also with Mo, I think. I don't think it's unreasonable to say that he that he benefited from a lot of um, from a lot of, of leeway, a lot of um, understanding in the in the early part of his career because he wasn't by any means. We spoke about this at length. He wasn't by any means the finish article as a spin bowler. His primary job in the side was to be that spin bowler, um, and you know he got he he would have played. 20, 25 test matches as a number one spin bowler without actually really having the numbers to back up that job description because he was a, a superb lower order batsman as well, and so it, so he's you know there's been charm there as well as as well as the tough times and, and it, I don't think he's 
suffered any more. Not particularly not from the media anyway. I mean, I can't vouch for what happens on the terraces and things like that. I mean, I hope, I would hope that he is somebody that is, that is, um, that is loved around the country as much as he should be. I think he is. Uh, disproportionately. But, but I don't, but I, I cannot, popular. I cannot, I can't think of any, uh, of any media in particular that have been, that have been unreasonable or harsh. Well, I can think of one or two, uh, journalists, but it's, it's like, he, I think Michael Henderson's been really unfair on him. I'll, I'll name him. Um, but that's about it. In his, uh, his two pieces a year. Right. Yeah. And, and, and uh, the other thing I'd say about Mo is, he was sort of dropped after that test of the ashes. And genuinely, I think I'm one of his biggest fans. I sometimes think I overcompensate <laughs> when writing about him, but uh, I, I'm not sure that he was exactly... I think he needed to be left out for his own good, if I'm honest. So was it a drop-in? Was it... I don't know. That, that seems like such a pejorative word. Mm. And actually, he just needed a break. He didn't look like Moen anymore. And it, uh, the lack of confidence in his batting had fed into his bowling. But he was the leading wicket-taker in the world in the previous 12 months, which he probably didn't get enough credit for, actually. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, it looked... I, I, I would say to his face, it looked like you needed a holiday. It looked like you needed some time out of... And we might still be at that stage, and judging from his comments in The Guardian, uh, that, that, would, that would still be the case. I did, funnily enough, I got a call for him yesterday, bizarrely why it would come to me, because someone wanted him to play in the BPL. And they called you. Yeah, and um, so I just you know, forwarded it. Um, so where's, where's your Afghan? Where's your sheepskin? I should get, well, I should get a percentage, yeah. shouldn't I? Yeah, um, yeah it's not even that. But anyway, <laughs> just because people know that I know him, I guess, and they wanted to get in touch. So he, he will have a really lucrative uh, career. And you know everyone in Birmingham, of course. And that's, yeah, and that's fine. I hope that people don't criticise him for that because it's, they're very, very different pressures. You know, if... Oh, you, only have to, you only have to look at what happened. You know, Mo... Out of the England side um, during the Ashes, went back and played some of the most sublime innings you'll ever see playing for Worcester in the T mm. Twenty. You know he was, it, it's uh, and that's people need to understand that I think. What the, the pressures the, are different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He goes back and he's freewheeling. You know he's having a great time and the he's adding is very different. And he's <laughs> almost a and, he's, game. and yes, and he is a lot better than the, than the, the majority of players that he's playing against <laughs> in, in the county game, and so therefore it's uh, it's it's a lot less stressful. Mm. That Australian attack can dismantle the bet. I mean. That, they were yeah, they're good. very, very good and mm. very quick and hostile. So, uh, and I th- just personally, I think that the problem was he lost confidence in his batting, and it's batting that has defined him as a person mm-hmm. since he was a boy, uh, and that fed into everything else. And I thought, as someone who really likes him and wants him to do well, that he needed to be taken out of the spotlight, the firing line, call it what you will, and that when he's ready, great. But I. As an observation about uh, having worked with Trotty, Jonathan Trott, quite a lot, when someone's burnt out, if you burn out a match and you come back to it a year later, it's still burnt out, eh? Mm. And I wonder if it's the same with people. Uh, in my experience with Trotty, it was. But everyone's different. Mm. Well, hopefully there is more to come from Moeen. Um, we've we've often discussed the spin situation Um in England, one which would uh, embarrass even Mother Hubbard. Um, <laughs> Matt Parkinson was the backup in New Zealand, um, having only played four championship games for mm. Lancashire in 2019. He's going to South Africa as well. He's spoken this week. Um, uh, some interesting comments. That there's a lot of talk about lack of test quality spinners, but if we're not playing matches, no one's going to improve. It says a lot that I've been picked on the back of 21st class games. Uh, it shows I've done something they like, but I'd like to play all 14 uh, championship games. Uh, in a season and get picked off the back of 50 first class wickets um, then there isn't muttering that he's only been picked because the cupboard's bare 
I do think something needs to be done. What needs to be done? Well, we've had this conversation so many times. I mean, no, but everyone knows. There are some, uh, well, there have been attempts with no, the, the toss regulation, no, but that's, that's no, been, no, no, that's no. now Look, been removed. If they want to change it, they can. The, a massive part of the problem is they prioritise white pool cricket. And while you have a window, you have a problem. And they've got a window for the 100. And while they're doing that, they're prioritising that white pool cricket. And it's a mistake. It's not even a clever thing to do financially because test cricket still brings in the lion's share of England's money. So uh, everyone knows what you have to do. You have to invest in the county championship. It's also obvious. They know this, though. You have to have a county championship program that plays throughout the season so that spinners are relevant. It, it's painfully obvious. There just has to be a will. And they talk a great game. And, and I, I know that Ashley gets it. Uh, and given time, he will help things. But while you've got that window, you've got a substantial problem. There are there are other little things you could do, such as, you know, they're now playing 14 championship games. You could go back to 16. You could play a couple of them abroad in conditions where perhaps spinners have more opportunity. But you're asking an awful lot of Matt Parkinson, for example, just as we were asking too much of some of those who came before. Um, um, Ravi Patel is an example I like to use quite often at Middlesex. Mm. Really talented young spinner, now out of the game he didn't get opportunities. I'm not sure that his last first-class game wasn't the one at Taunton, where he took a 12th. I, I, I might be wrong. I have to check that. It might well be his last uh, on first that, on, the, on that pitch that Middlesex were yeah, uh, that's uh, right. a little uh, disturbed by. That's right. So um, we have to uh, change the structure, the schedule, and also maybe the mentality, so that when they do come up across pitches, such as the Taunton <coughs> one, there isn't the hysterical reaction. And we don't have the react- same reaction as where Darren Stevens, good cricketer that he is, takes a five, uh, you know, he is 40-something-year-old medium pacer taking bucket loads of wickets with a ball that is in conditions which are not replicated elsewhere. Now, I love English county cricket. I love English test cricket. It is hugely entertaining. But we are deluding ourselves if we think that playing in England in April is any help at all when you go to Australia or Sri Lanka or any, any of these other places. Well, and we've talked about pitches uh, uh, plenty of times, Butch. Um, is there an argument here that to get results in places like New Zealand, test surfaces and championship surfaces need to be more like the ones in New Zealand? Hard, you know, good to bat on, hard to take wickets. Well, I, yeah. I mean, that, that was even if that's at the expense of entertainment. That was that was that was entirely what England's sort of rise from. The worst test team in the world to the best test team in the world was built around. It was built around two division championships. It was built around tough cricket. very tough cricket. Lots of points on offer for draws. You know, it wasn't the like, you know the, again going back to the early part of the nineties. It was literally if you couldn't win the game, and it looked like you were going to struggle to save it, just Whatever. collapse as fast as you possibly <laughs> could, get on the road to the next one. You know yeah. that sort of thing, and that stopped. It stopped that in its tracks. Um, so 2004 Warwickshire side that won the championship got quite a lot of criticism for being playing. Yeah, quite they won. They won with four wins, didn't they? they won the championship with four. I think it was yeah, okay, maybe uh, four. But, but the it point was a being, lot of draws. The anyway. point being, it was basically test style cricket. Yeah. It was very very hard, uh, a bit slower, more attritional. Yeah, uh, a lot of games. Growth, scoreboard pressure. A lot was of important. games went into the last day. Teams would score score big big runs. Epic games bats from making. Yeah, bats from making. You know, fifteen hundred runs a season. And, and there were bowlers taking wickets, and they were, they had to be good ones. And, and from that, <coughs> you get the England team that won in Australia. Mm. You have four of them made centuries on Test debut. Mm. Four of them. 
You got one of them took a five for on test debut. Another one took two wickets in yeah. his first I mean, over. Two more scored fifties. County cricket is the you breeding were, ground. That's you what you've got to get right. You what? In the air when 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 I just I had a bit of a bit of a rant and basically went through the whole thing. I've just laid it all out as to, and that was exactly the point. This is very very recent history um, that has been sort of thrown out the window in the, in the search of some a brand new way reinvention of the wheel. Um, you know, this Quick is back. exactly. Um, but that's it. If you are, you're asking, if you want answers to these questions about spin, about accurate pace bowlers, about batsmen, the bat time, all that kind of stuff, it's right there. It's it's not. We've been saying this for years. <laughs> and it, but the, but the thing is, you don't even have to say it. It's there. Just look. You know, England were the best te- best test side in the world only eight years ago, and it was built on that. There we go. We're- People keep listening, hopefully, and we'll keep saying it. Um, Warwickshire won five times, same as Surrey. Uh, no defeats. Uh, yeah, I mean, five wins, yeah, 11 where did Surrey finish that wrong? year? Third. No, yeah, was wrong. We finished third, did we? Tw- and, we 20, were, and we were 20, terrible that 20, year as well. 27 points in You're it. So for, uh, if, you'd have, if you'd have yeah. won one more. Uh, yeah. One, Do you remember, one, were you caught a third man at Edgbaston? <laughs> what, that year? Yeah. I can't remember. No, I did. I don't know. I don't know if I because that was the year I had my wrist, my wrist injury. The um, my had had to have it done twice in the end because they got screwed up. Well, I was under central contract, which was nice. Good times, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) good times. So I didn't play. I only played maybe two games that whole that whole season. That was the year that John Batty captain. But anyway, yeah. So Knighty captain of the yeah of the team then. And yeah, look, it, you know, it was Sussex won it around about two or three times around that time, didn't they? There was a lot of really good cricket being played by. There was a lot of a lot of senior cricketers knocking around. There were guys who kind of you know perhaps passed their That's test right. careers. Um, Colpack players were coming in. Martin Van Yarsfeld scoring buckets of runs for for Kent, etc. There was there was a lot of very senior, very very good cricketers. Well, people like about. you and Nick Knight playing. Yeah. Uh, county cricket after their test careers are over and that way you add quite a lot of wisdom so one mm. of the other issues one of the other mistakes again uh, flag posted at the time was that uh, the ECB brought in young player incentives now that's not quite what they call them performance related mm. fee payments and that uh, pushed a generation of cricketers because uh, any cricketer oh, you're not getting them for cricketers aged over 27 yeah. on the 1st of April so, and so it's the club the, for the clubs for whom the extra money was was a, a real, which is more than half of them, a real draw. Yes, which is uh, more than half. Getting of them. rid of getting rid of players, getting rid of senior players, yeah. senior spinners, mm-hmm. because they're not necessarily. You know, you lost a whole generation of uh, cricketers who maybe weren't going to play for England, but increased the general standards. Had quite a lot of knowledge, mm-hmm. yeah. and I promise I mean, you, you can do this. You can do this. You go down through sort of club cricket and things like that as well. It's a similar sort of thing yeah. with the advent of, of Premier Leagues and all that kind of stuff, and the sort of the older and the push for youth, which is obviously yeah, an yeah, admirable. Yeah. But uh, the, the older, the, the white, the, they don't, those guys don't play. They sort of jack it in, and all of a sudden you have this sort of vacuum, this this knowledge vacuum, um, which is why Colpack has a role to play, mm. and the number is. Uh, Exaggerated. I think there are sixteen or seventeen. In it, mm. right it was. There were more. Back. There were more back then, weren't there? I, mean, I don't know because the, 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 the term. Yeah, there probably were actually. Yeah. Uh, the terminology is um, slightly muddied, but there, there are all, various ancestry visas and things and spousal visas you can use. As that's well, right. And sure. European passports. Essentially, the same thing. Aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was an issue in New Zealand as well, by the way. I think there were fifteen or so cricketers of South African. Heritage, uh, who are playing first-class cricket in New Zealand right now, uh, one of whom, uh, Devon Conway, is it? Devin Conway yeah. yeah, is probably going to. 
I mean, qualifies next year. Yeah, he yeah. qualifies in September. It would be amazing if he didn't come into their top order. So, uh, and I think they they had four uh, players born outside New Zealand. Not that this is a criticism at all. It mm. really isn't. No, Bj um, Watling and, and but Wagner you know, it's not Wagner. just England. Yeah. And uh, of course, it's a, a problem for South Africa more than anywhere mm. else. It's incredible how they produce so many cricketers. But they're not really getting the benefits. Mm. But but my issue is that um, not what the point was really that there were lots of benefits in having experienced players, be they Colpack or whatever, playing the county game. And these are some mm. of the things mm. that we've lost. You d- and I mean, it's all because of ECB fiddling. You didn't, and you didn't notice. You didn't notice the the, the lack of availability for contracted players the same way that you do now. I know it's that- a problem because you <clears> had <throat> ten test players on the Surrey side. You used mm. to have to drop. Someone incredibly good every mm. time you all came back from Test yeah. music. So it was cut. So, so I mean, Surrey is, is always, not always, but generally speaking, is a slightly different case to to most others. But you didn't notice it elsewhere as much either. If the best players were missing, there would always be there'd be guys of of either recent Test standard or you know guys who were, were knocking on the door of playing <clears throat> or whose time perhaps had, had, had gone, but were still damn good players. There were all always these guys around. Um, senior players to kind of to keep the standard up, and that's I mean that's all that's all you're asking for really, isn't it? If the standard of players is high, and you provide them with a, with with surfaces on which it's it's a fair game um, that aren't heavily weighted too far in favour of one thing or another, perhaps slightly weighted towards the bat because you know because wickets are hard to come by in Test match cricket, so they should be hard to come by in, in county cricket as well, and then the game will sort itself out. The players and the and the and the sport of cricket will engineer itself into what you want it to be. If you start messing around with it artificially, trying to inseminate it with, with weird crap, um, <laughs> with, with, bull, with bull stuff, um, <laughs> then, uh, then you're going to end up with trouble. Having said that, I, I do think we, we, there's uh, room for trying to persuade the ICC and some other nations that test cricket is probably slightly more entertaining and more sustainable when bull is slightly dominating over bat. And um, I think if you look at the crowd figures elsewhere, you can see that that... Well, I, I would say that's a massive factor in the reason that cricket's so popular in England, mm. in that they're very exciting games. We don't really have draws anymore. Yeah, look, and in test matches, I, I'm kind of... I don't have I don't have a massive problem with that, unless unless it's so far... So you're not talking about extremes. No, you're not so looking far at Lords so, and the Ireland test. I know. So yeah, that's it, too far. Yeah. Hmm. So, that, so as long as the game has a half a chance of... of of the pitch deteriorating spin coming into it over the yeah. over the last day and a half, two days. I have no issue with the, with the ball being slightly on top in Test matches. I don't see that. I don't see why it should be in in one day internationals or in T twenties at all. Um, but but in county cricket, I see. I think it should be slightly the other way around. I think it should be slightly tilted towards the batters in county cricket because of what you're trying to do, what you're trying to what you're trying to produce. Um, you know, it's very difficult to produce decent top order batting. When guys, you know, when guys just feel that their their best way of making getting to thirty or perhaps burgling sixty, seventy, eighty is having a massive whoosh. Yeah, I'm afraid I agree with him again. I, I would be really reluctant to see them bring in the cooker and stuff, but I can see the logic in it in county cricket. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I, the interesting thing about that is, and again, I, I may have told this story before, but we used a cooker ball in second team cricket um, for a time in the in the nineties when I was bowling. And Jesus, they swung. Yes, that's the other thing. You could talk to Cookborough about trying to. Yeah, I mean, because improve the because thing, the, 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 what, what happened to them or what didn't happen to them was that they got didn't smashed a bit. As much, um, you know, their, their pitches are slightly kinder to the to the leather and to the seam um, than the than the uh, southern hemisphere <laughs> ones, and so they lasted longer and they did 
and they did plenty. You know, it was kind of it wasn't much different from using the juke. Did plenty in your hands, Butch? Um, <laughs> there we go. After that's, it left my hands, <laughs> that's uh, that's a more uh, convincing manifesto than many we've heard over the last few weeks. Um, well, we believe from, it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> from, that important starting point. From, <laughs> from, I'm just from stay the neutral. <laughs> Let the people decide. Probably, probably won't. Be a great answer. From the no, um, let's not do that. From the macro to the micro, um, who is England's backup keeper in South Africa? Well, I think it's Johnny Bairstow, but... Okay, well, we're we'll moving well, no, on. no, I don't, I don't know. It's <laughs> I, I, you know what? I really don't know. It's a great Ed question. Ed Smith, well, I think, was... Ed Smith, I asked him... They said it's quite, sticking with Joss, are they? Quite pointedly. He said that's a decision... They're sticking with Joss. That, I, I said, if... if um, if Joss goes down, no, Joss is the keeper. Right, okay. But if Joss goes down on the okay. morning of a game, which means that if Johnny, the, so if Johnny plays, keeper, if Johnny plays, if Johnny plays, he bats at five or six, wherever he, he wherever pushes, Ben Stokes is. He pushes isn't. out post or, th- or three, essentially. No, well, no, that's it. Absolutely. Oh, is that what they're saying? Well, it's a possibility it could happen. Okay. I'm saying it's a possibility. I would say. I mean, he scored 100 at three a year ago. I would say that it's wrong. Um, but, yeah, but yeah. Presumably Johnny would say it's wrong on, yeah, on recent evidence. Yeah, as well, well. He, he, didn't, he didn't like, he didn't like that at all. But I still think his game is probably better suited not to being at five anyway. But there we go. I mean, look. So, okay, that's just interesting. I didn't know that. I've not been privy to those conversations. So they, but, uh, but my feeling is, is that there isn't, that they're, they're perhaps, we're getting back, we're getting, the circle is coming back round again. Um, to the to the fact that they probably won't, that, that England's best team might not have both of them in it. Yeah, or actually doesn't have Lampard both of Gerard them in it. Situation. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think uh, Joss is getting to the stage where he's getting quite lucky. Uh, yeah. So I wouldn't have taken him to be fair to New Zealand. Not, not I wouldn't have taken either of them. Not dropping them exactly, mm-hmm. resting them, mm-hmm. uh, just giving them a proper break. Um, but the fact is, he was taken with an average what point three better than Johnny's in the air. Ashes. Well, he made runs in the last test of the series, didn't he? He did, and it did look as if he were recovering. Near the start, and yes. Mm. And, and I got, that, Johnny that wasn't exactly dropped, was he? He was sent away to work on his game, and I think, I, I think that's quite a good idea, to be honest. Mm. Um, but I do think Ben Folkes is one of the unluckiest men in English cricket, and <sighs> Joss has been living off potential and promise in the way that Graham Hick and Mark Rampercash and people used to, Chris Lewis, and eventually... He's got to deliver. Now, we all know he's brilliant, but what you don't want to do, or potentially brilliant, what you don't want to do is dilute his effectiveness in the white ball game. And at some stage, he's got to deliver on all this promise he's made. Um, uh, I think he's quite lucky. But after two games as the... Sorry, one game, and then obviously missing uh, the second test in New Zealand with a back spasm... England would be right to stick with him in South Africa as the keeper, you know, purely in terms of giving him a chance. Do you think, Butch? I suppose so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. No, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, once you've once you've gone down that road, I mean, yeah. it's, it's quite a quite a big call to take the. You see, you I, know, I I've sat, sat here and I pick folks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. Fair I, enough. Absolutely. I, I'm not not going to argue with that um, either. Uh, it's just interesting. It's just interesting as to what that that then does. Is Johnny still on the outside? Is he there as a sort of a spare batsman? Is, does does Ollie Pope unfortunately miss out? No. What? So there you go. I mean, that's that for me is the, because, and and I'll say this with you here now because um, you missed it. Say it to your face. But, no, no, it's, just, it's not. It isn't about you. It's just about the top three. My feeling about the top three was was this: that having given Dominic Sibley three innings at the top of the order as a man who has scored 
more more runs at the top of the, supposedly impossible to score runs at the top of the order. One bloke does it by a, by a huge margin better yeah, than the next guy. Him, yeah. You've got to pick him, and then you've got to give him a chance, right? Absolutely right. Yeah. So so I wouldn't change that. And Joe Denley has done has done absolutely nothing wrong as a sort of fill in number one, number three, and and at times has looked our most assured top order player. And I wouldn't change that either. So you, so for me, it, it's going to come down to whether or not how desperate they are to get Johnny back in, what role they want him to take on, which I'm presuming presuming is going to be. Um, as a specialist batsman, or whether or not they look at Ollie Pope and go, you know what, this this kid's got something really special. Let's give him a run at a career at, at, at five or six, I think which is kind of what I would do. I mean, which is why I go back to Johnny versus Joss. Only one of them could be we could keep a batsman in that side. Yeah, it, and so that's one the, at most. There yeah. you go. So uh, I, I think that Ollie will be given. Oh, Ollie Pope will be given a run at six. So Johnny's carrying the drinks so for jo- me. Johnny has to. Well, there are a couple of ways in. There's injury, of course. Mm. And there's the possibility that if Sibley or Denley in particular struggle, there'll be an opportunity there. Now, Sibley could struggle and then Denley could move up to open. Personally think Denley might struggle on quicker wickets. Um, and, uh, but we'll see. I mean, he's done, he, 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 I wouldn't have picked mm. him, but he's done very well and no, he deserves to be retained. Absolutely. Having been picked. Absolutely. And he's, he's, he's not looked, it. he hasn't looked out of place. He, he hasn't. Well, I think he did join the Ashes, but uh, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. Mm. I mean, he did. He was brave. Well, listen, okay, but I know, but that's kind of the game, isn't it? You're but playing, he, you're playing against a bowling attack like that. A bit of a bit of bravery goes quite a long yeah, way. Yeah, it's it not really always does. going to be that difficult. And you've got to respect that. Yeah. Um, uh, so there, there are a couple of potential ways in there, uh, but I think <clears> yeah, the start of the tour, he's probably not penciled in to the side. I think he, at the start of the tour, he's there as a reserve. Okay, right. Okay, consensus. Again, of sorts. Um, what about England's opponents then? South Africa have lost their last five tests, uh, not to mention a host of established players, an interim director of cricket, one of the board's main sponsors. Uh, they have an mm. acting CEO and a temporary appointment in the director of cricket role uh, with former Captain Graham Smith signing up for an initial three months. Um, England haven't lost in South <laughs> Africa since... Months. Yes, just oh, three months. <laughs> just a toe in the water. Yeah. Um, England haven't lost in South Africa since 1999, <clears throat> um, Butch, but should they cool, be primed cool. for a backlash? I mean, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a fascinating series because the, the, the flaws in, in both sides, I mean, that always makes for good viewing. Um, haven't they also been revoking press passes as well over there as well? Just to add, yes, add yeah, to the, yes, they, they lost a few uh, so, so journalists all, all from the press that, box, but then found them again all quite of that soon points after, to, including points, our own Ferdo, Ferdo's Munda. Points, points to us going down there and somehow finding a way of being even even <laughs> even worse off yeah. than them, doesn't it? But you know, I, I, you know, England should go down there confident, I mean, particularly that now that they've got that uh, that group of, of senior players back. I mean, even if Johnny doesn't make it into the side, but. Jimmy Anderson, Mark Woods, potential if if he's fit. Um, you know they look they look like they've got a lot of a lot of very very fine players out there. England um, get the right eleven on the park and, and and hope that some of the the guys on the fringes um, do their jobs uh, to a to a standard. And you should win. You should. Um, but listen, they've got some bloody talented players themselves. I mean, Faf de Plessis is, is is a very very combative and very very fine player. Uh, Kagiso Rabado is, is one of the very best in the world. He can, he can cause problems for, for any top order. Um, and so look, they're, they're not to be written off, but at the moment, you'd, you'd be hard put to say that they are, that they're favourites to win at home. Which well, doesn't make England favourites to win away, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
like what you've done there. I mean, prior to um, losing at home to Sri Lanka at the start of uh, this year, South Africa had won, I think, seven home series in a row, going back to England winning there in 2015-16. So, I mean, they, they know how to win in their home conditions. And they still produce players, which is incredible. Mm. They still look as if And export got, them around the world, as we've been discussing. Yep, they still look <laughs> as if they have an incredible bowling. Attack. Listen, I don't know how much difference some of these things make. I mean, the, the idea that Markham and de Kock would meet in mid-pitch and go... I'm really sorry. I'm worried about the integrated management structure of the board. <laughs> um, you know, just and, and, also, and also some of these things. I was just trying to compare it. I, I imagine a, a cricket board that lost a main sponsor, Estec. <laughs> imagine a cricket board where prominent see where you're going with this. prominent directors resigned, Nash Thompson, who had financial troubles, such as having needed to borrow money from the counties to pay for central contracts until February, uh, who threatened. Uh, journalists with legal action and uh, didn't invite them to briefings. Imagine that sort of cricket. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Imagine. Yeah. What, what so kind different? of a world would we be uh, living and working in? Um, there we go. You've touched on uh, sort of uh, the possibility that there'll be more sort of seam-friendly surfaces uh, in South Africa. I think the last the last home summer, only one score above four hundred, only three above three hundred. One of those was that um, fourth innings Just chase. Pereira, yeah. yeah, that was the high score of the um, game, wasn't it? I mean. Uh, does that actually play into England's strengths given the way they've played yeah. their cricket at home? Not at that, that's what England are expecting, or certainly what Ashley Giles said he was expecting. Bowler friendly wickets. I mean, you'll get that at Centurion, that, that's kind of, you know, they, they're good wickets. They're good, they, they, they fly through they up on the carry. high belt. They're and really you also and wickets. you also get if if the game lasts long enough you get a bit of up and down the crack start to open up and it goes it goes a bit up they're and down. They're just so good wickets. Yeah, so you get, a fair balance. So the seamers seamers are doing their job. There, Cape Town can be anything actually. Cape Town can can turn. It can be it can be can be slow. It, it can, can fly be through. Horrifically flat. Yeah. as it was last time. And um, we're in the field for two hundred and eleven yeah. overs. <laughs> Port Elizabeth is generally slow and a bit a bit turgid. It's not a great not a great surface, but but also one that tends to provide quite a few results um, and then of course you're back at, at, at Joburg again which is which will probably be the best of the lot I should think um, Stuart Ward enjoyed bowling there last time yeah well, so, I, you I know, think it could be fun and if it Matthew is Matthew Ogard seven for and stuff you know. if they do sort of take fire with fire approach it's going to be riveting isn't it it's going to be absolutely brilliant well, the exact opposite is, of the, the New Zealand though, series is it going <laughs> to be riveting I mean yeah, it's it's thing. I don't know I don't know you kind of <laughs> There's been far too much 12, agreement. Come on, eleven or twelve overs an hour, and kind of you know. Uh, Why would it be eleven or twelve? Because overs an hour? if you if you only play five se- five man seam attack, and everyone's <laughs> it's just going to be turgid. <laughs> well, they can't bowl eleven twelve overs an hour. Well, they can. Like, well, well, they should. Well, that would be turgid. But there, there, there are regs in place to and, and prevent what, that. And, and, and what and what do they do to prevent that during the match? Not a huge amount. There you go. Do you know what they should and do? They might lose World Test Championship points. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> they should uh, every time a, a spectator loses an over, they should get whatever a amount. No, so they should everyone automatically gets a deducted, like you do with train tickets if they're late. You get your train ticket or a portion of it automatically deducted. So if you lose, say, 2% of your overs, 2% of the, the ticket back. price goes back to the customer. It could be done yeah, again. Yeah, but the players don't with care a bit about of, that, do they? They're not going to pay it back. No, but if the authorities are losing money, they will you make to, it work. It will, to, it will, honestly, that if you start... You just have to make it something. You have to make it something that affects the team in the game. It will, because the to. players... Sorry, the authorities will be losing money, and if they're losing money, they will make the team... Hurry up! Yeah, no. you've got to make it hurt got, the authorities. You've got to make it. You've got to make it hurt. Have something to do with the result of the match. 
You've got to make some jeopardy in the game so that the players themselves who are responsible for the slow rover rate suddenly speed up, which they can, which you can do at the drop of a hat. I know this. Yeah, it's not can. difficult. But, so you, that but be, you have to feel, you have to feel as though that there is something, there is some Docking kind of jeopardy. Exactly, like there has to be some reason for you to do something about it while you're on the on the park. Anything that happens whilst you're off the park, off the field, that hasn't got anything to do with the match that you're playing at the time does not have any effect on players whatsoever. Yeah, but I'm just saying that it would. But anyway, we agree again, really. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let's, let's hope for lots of wickets and lots of overs as well. Um, but all bowled quickly. Um, OK, since it's, it's almost Christmas, uh, we're in giving mood. I have a small stocking of questions from our listeners. Um, I'm sure you're both ready you to play that my Bad Santa. to homeless people were making the bill. It's a point them? of view. Um, fun-sized Mars bars and cigarettes. Oh, yeah. Well, that's perfect. It's what everybody needs at Christmas. Well, he thinks I should give me leaving them in your kids' seats. He was saying if I gave cash, they'd invest it in ices. <laughs> How are you going to get on the housing ladder with fun-sized Mars, Mars, Mars bars, bars and, and cigarettes? It's um, <laughs> about as much hope as you got Single in London Lambert anyway. and butlers. Um, I love the idea that you think they're trying to get on the housing ladder. <laughs> well, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> No, I mean, um, they should be. They should be. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Save it up. Yeah. We should all do our bit for, for homeless people. But for now, we'll just answer some questions Not on Twitter, which teeth. is, yeah, uh, which is almost as uh, um, positive uh, for the world. <laughs> um, pitched Up Cricket at Pitched Up Crick asks uh, two questions. Sorry. Uh, will James Anderson still be a test cricketer in 2021? And which young player will Ed Smith over promote next? <laughs> Crawley for the second part. Uh, uh, has he not already been over-promoted? Well, I really like uh, Crawley. I think he's a really terrific young cricketer who should probably be playing for the Lions. But um, he is 21, and he does average 33 or something in first-class cricket. Mm. It's asking an awful lot of 21-year-olds. I mean, how many go into test? You'll name a few, but you'll name an awful lot who, who can't. So um, my worry with Ollie Pope is that he could be damaged by being over-promoted, particularly when he's batting at four. Now they have to, or given the gloves, for goodness sake. So now they have to leave him at six and give him a year to develop into the Ian Bell-like batsman who could score 8,000, 10,000 test runs for England. I mean, he's such a wonderful uh, prospect. God, please don't screw him up. They've given it a damn good go already. Um, <laughs> we agree again. Over-promote. Could uh, Jimmy and Jim, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy approaching 30, no. 39? Or, uh, no, I mean, this... this I'm, I'm probably saying he has talked before. about going to Australia in 21. Yeah, I th- I think that let's see if he can get on the park and get through a test match in South Africa first. I mean, this this could, and it would be uh, you know a real shame, but this could be this could be the last jaunt for Jim. Cook a fire ball, flat pitch. Oh, they to write that down. Yeah, see the producer running that butcher rubbishes Anderson. No, no it's, it's could, the end. It could be though, couldn't it? He, oh dear. He doesn't make it. He doesn't make it through the through this test series. Well, I better um, disagree here. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, look, history has taught us could not to write off Jimmy Anderson. No, absolutely, but but eventually, history would also suggest that <laughs> the, the players know, he time, won't continue the, to bowl. Players well. tend to win that battle. Players, uh, players history would come suggest to an end eventually. He will be history. Uh, so, yeah. I can't believe the butcher's written off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? A, That's going to be really <laughs> awkward you when are. you're commentating That's in South Africa and you see him. And Jimmy's fine. Well, he us. might be grumpy with you. Oh. <laughs> As if he's ever. Yeah. Our, that's our headline for the pod. Um, <laughs> Jeffrey Bunting uh, at Jeffrey Reads uh, ask: Are statistically driven selection policies, money ball, weighted averages, etc., viable when you have a huge 
pool, large pool of players to choose from as England do, rather than limited talent and funds? Or is Ed Smith just a stats boob? <laughs> I don't think I understand the correlation between the point and the question. Um, stats are obviously important, but you've got to be really careful with stats. That old, you know, the average person has one testicle and one breast. You've got to be careful with statistics. <laughs> but well, what's he mean? I mean, which is because you have a lot of them. I think I think I know. Where, I think I know where he's coming from. In the the whole the money ball the money ball um, uh, the premise of money ball was that with limited resources, you make the absolute best that you can by. By clever, clever use finding of stats, finding things that overvalued, undervalued, or that things that other people would, you know, would would naturally miss. Um, and so, and so, the point he's making is, well, you know, England have got eighteen first-class counties, three hundred fifty, four hundred professional cricketers. Do they need to be kind of being funky about all this kind of stuff, or would the or, or would the, the sort of the cream be right there for them all to see? You know, you Just don't have the, to the best eleven players. Exactly, you don't have to kind of go around sort of like trying to find bargains in the in the bargain bin. You know, you've got you've got the uh, you've got the prime stuff right in front of you. He keeps that's saying, what he means. He keeps saying he'll pick the best eleven players, and he keeps probably doing that, and that's how you end up with three wicket keepers. Well, what if all the best eleven players are off spinners? It doesn't make any sense at all. Well, yeah, you've I mean, got to pick it. No, but it's like picking a football like team, four, isn't it? Four, seven midfielders. So I don't think the best eleven players are going to be off-spinners, given what no, we've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 I would say that's but, very unlikely. But what they haven't done before, until Sibley, is pick specialists. Yeah. So you've got to pick specialists, yes. particularly for positions like opening the batting, yes. spin bowling, yes. wicket-keeping. So, um, I, this is I, where we could bring Miller in for an argument, but I think that I don't think I don't think Ed uses stats enough. I think he uses his own intuition. Far too much. There we go. Ed Smith, not a stats boot. No. Um, Danny at DA Franklin asks, what are your favourite crisps, nuts or similar snack and which cricket team has a kit which mostly closely resembles the packet, which I presume is for the 100 next year? Uh, Somerset play in <laughs> white, which is very much like old-fashioned Smiths where you have a sort sort and sachet shake. Sort inside. Of rippers, those. I don't know, do they still sell those? <laughs> Um, Only Somerset play in white? Yeah, well, he's asked which team. They're probably my favourite team. Okay. Well, they are my favourite team. Any team that plays in white, but specifically Somerset. I mean, my beef (laughs) beef flavour hula hoops have always been my favourite, and that, coincidentally, is is, is a brown packet, which goes rather nicely with the the Surrey brown cap. Nice. Did you see what he did there? Yeah. And and hula hoops are a a sponsor of the 100, I think. So, Uh, well done with... That was... was, um, Are you working for them? That was a... uh, How much are you getting for this mention? But that was a... uh, Let's let's try it. I love Pringles. That was a happy... They're delicious. Happy coincidence. I don't think they're part of the... No, they're not, but, but, you know, they are available. A switch got a... a No, no, you're right. There you are, Pringles. (laughs) There you go. Unintended consequences of logic, unfortunately. Other snacks are available. So um, this is very getting like polite inquiries. If, if it ain't broke, don't f- uh, fix it. Um, last one, Dave, David Cook uh, 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 at Bulls Right Areas asks, um, will 2020 be the year in which women's and girls' cricket really takes off and what more could be done to popularise it? An easy one to finish on. Well, I don't, well, well, it depends what you mean by really takes off. Look, I think you've got to be realistic. It's, it's a, a gradual growth. Mm. And and it's going in the right direction. Um, I think that um, getting the sport on TV, and there is going to be more on TV, or sorry, uh, free-to-air TV platforms uh, next year is a step in the right direction. Got to be a bit realistic, though. You know, you don't go from 0 to 90 in two seconds, do you? So, um, yeah, there's more. I think the BBC are only planning, though, 
on showing one of the women's hundred games on one of their major channels at the moment, which is a bit disappointing, isn't it? it well, yeah, it but is. But just the fact that cricket, men's or women's cricket, is on TV should help popularise the sport. Uh, and I don't think it necessarily has to be that gender-specific. Um, I don't see there's any reason why uh, a little boy watching women's cricket couldn't fall in love with the sport and a little girl watching men's cricket couldn't fall in love with the sport. I don't think... Well, no. I mean, that's kind of that's been that's been the reason that okay because because the men's game has always been more visible. Yeah, that's that's the reason that the girls of you know Charlotte Edwards had pictures of Alex Stewart on a wall. You know, it was that that's always been the way. So, um, just visibility of cricket is always a good thing. And there's a, a women's World T20 final on International Women's Day, at which the is on TV with Katy Perry. Katy Perry, uh, yeah, with uh, with Jeff Boycott. Actually, is that? <laughs> That, in attendance, whether he's got a ticket or not, or whether he's been asked to or not. <laughs> is that on free to air? Uh, in, in Australia. Australia. Yeah. I suppose we don't know yet. Um, I, no, I don't if know. It's show, don't well, know. and also, because the rights are still held by it, uh, BT Sport over here for cricket in Australia, so if it was, it was probably on the on one of the least visible. Mm. One to, one to check back. Uh, visibility is absolutely uh, key, though, and uh, he may uh, have been wanting to make a point about the investments into the women's game, which well, would be and 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 the sort of the women now not playing, not having a, a sort of professional T Twenty league because of the hundred, etc. All of the, all of these things are issues, and we're just waiting and seeing. I mean, I personally, I find it quite extraordinary that they would not have that format um, to play professionally, but. Um, that's where we are. Yeah, that's another really still, good point. Uh, still work to be done. <laughs> it's nice that you've come round. <laughs> all these sensible views. Yeah, because I was so extreme. Apart from the I Anderson was so view. extreme before. Um, <laughs> Put it out to pasture, Roars Butch. <laughs> Just feel the love in the air. And um, before we before we sign off for, for 2019, highlights of the year, chaps. It began uh, for England with 77 all out in Barbados, but I, I think we can say it got better from there. That was a riveting wow. day. I mean, that was, <laughs> no, but it was. That was such an exciting day to be there because uh, there were moments during that series when it really felt like Caribbean cricket was coming live again. Yeah. I've seen so many dull series there. It was brilliant. Mm. Um, so, uh, and, and and later that series, Mark Woods bowling yeah. in Solution. Wow. But that, that was a really, really good fun series. One of the most amazing games of cricket I've ever seen was the Leeds test. Uh, and... Yeah, it's right up there with the best games I've ever seen and the mm. best innings I've ever seen, most unlikely. Uh, that was a, a real pleasure, a real privilege to be at. And, of course, the World Cup, the whole journey. World Cup final was quite a good game. Well, no, the whole World Cup. Uh, and and uh, uh, for all the problems we have in English cricket, there's not a country in the world that would have had the multicultural full houses that England had. Correct. Uh, and that's something to massively celebrate. And the fact that the England side was reflective of that culture... So, yeah, I've said plenty. Those are yeah, no, right, right, and right. are on their side. It's difficult, it's difficult to come up with. Was it, was it a, did you feel a transformative year for English cricket? Well, look, I mean... Be, we, we won't know, before, I suppose. Before it started, it was... The, for a while. Again, I remember saying that with with an Ashes series, a home World Cup, um, you know, the sport has never had a better chance to kind of to, to win people over and to, to, to have new fans fall in love with it. Um, the the ECB, the sort of the, the game in England, um, has never had England, Wales, Great Britain, whatever, has never had a, a better chance of, of showing itself in its best possible light. And I think, by and large, the weather aside, the one thing you can do very little about, I, I, it ticked all of those boxes. 
and it was it was magnificent even even down to um you know the disappointment of not of not retaining the ashes i think that quite a lot of us would have seen that coming simply because of what it took out of all of uh, out of the 70% of england's team to win that world cup you know to to have them have to turn round two and a half three weeks later and go into a series like that against a team or a, particularly a bowling attack like that was wow! It was a tough ask, and so the end, in the end, you know, as disappointing as, as that was, and as kind of as caught up in in the, the mood of all of that um, as you get to come out at the end of it, having drawn two two, actually winning a game in, in a London Test match in the Ashes, winning, winning at the Oval at the end, and squaring it up, despite not winning uh, winning the Ashes back, was was some effort. It really was. Um, there was some incredible stuff in uh, in the Blast. That was quite a lot of fun for most of it. Um, and you know, I think I think the sport did itself a, an absolute power of good. Um, whether or not that is going to be uh, traded in um, over the next twelve months or not, we remains to be seen. And you have to you have to hope, as, as the three of us are as fans of the game, that um, that, that that nothing is done that, that takes it backwards from that. I, I get the feeling looking at some of the tweets that have come in some of my own views, some of the views of other people that I've spoken to, that, that there's a feeling that we're, that we're about to kind of trade in some of that goodwill um, and sort of be left hanging on, hanging on in there and hoping rather than knowing that all of the good stuff that has gone um, will pay dividends into the future. That's kind of where we are, which is a massive shame, huge shame. Well, I was going to say, let's end on the, the feel-good festive note. But, uh, <laughs> you've taken us already into the dystopian future there, Butch. Um, uh, <laughs> I think we're all we're all pretty well stuffed after that. It was very um, quiet in here for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> um, this year, the Golden Goose laid a World Cup win for England, but the Test team continue to look more like a turkey. We'll be back f- with more poultry offering offerings in oh, 2020. Yes. Until then, uh, you two enjoy your Christmas bird together, and thanks to you all for listening to the Switch It podcast on ESPNQuickInfo.com. Happy Christmas, everybody! Merry Christmas.